All right. Hey, Grace Point, welcome to Thursday night teaching with Pastor Brad. Anybody that's listening, welcome in. We had kind of a mix up in our recording, so I wasn't sure the last couple what I had spoken or not. So now I know this stuff's new material we're going into. So we're going to pick up in uh, Matthew 15, verse 21. And Father, I do pray that you open our hearts and our minds, give us a spirit of understanding and wisdom and revelation. Open our ears, Lord, to hear the word. Open our hearts, Father, to the voice of the Spirit. And help me communicate, God. I really want to get this stuff so powerful. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we've been talking about the heart. Uh, We've been talking about righteousness, the righteousness of faith, being righteous, being found in the righteousness of God, that it's a heart issue, and, uh, and that things that come out of our heart are what defile us, or actually it's what saves us the confession of our mouth, that Jesus is Lord. So what we put in our heart is very important. And how we process the world through the Word of God is very important. And we're going to move on now, and we're going to meet a Canaanite woman and Jesus' interaction with her in verse 21. Then Jesus went out from there and departed and came to the region of Tyre and Zidon. I believe that's a Gentile area. And behold, a woman of Cana came from that region and cried out, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. Okay, I want to cover a few things here. This woman is a Gentile, and she's from this area. She's a Canaanite. So somehow she hears about Jesus, and she gets it right. She knows that he's the son of David. I don't know how she knew that. She's a Gentile. She's a Canaanite. Being a son of David means that he's the Messiah, and she knew it. And she knew that he was a king. And so she's, she is rightly identifying Jesus. And, 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 in a, and in a manner, she's speaking correctly. She calls him Lord. She's asking for mercy. And she calls him the son of David. And she's asking a request that her daughter... Has Jesus up to this point turned anybody away? Even the centurion in chapter 8, we believe he was uh, Gentile. Uh, Did Jesus turn anybody away? No, we hadn't seen it yet, had we? But it says here that Jesus answered her not a word. Very, Very interesting, isn't it? And his disciples urged him, saying... Send her away, for she is crying after us. So Jesus turned to her and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, this is exactly what Jesus said in chapter 10. When he sent his disciples out, the 12, and I know later he sent out the 70, he said, do not go to the Gentiles. Do not go in the way of the Gentiles only go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Only preach to Jews. And, you know, and uh, I believe uh, Jesus said at one time, he said, salvation is, I uh, think in uh, John 4, salvation is of the Jews. God was only dealing with his client nation, Israel. And if you wanted to get in good with God, even back when uh, Naaman the Syrian was healed or uh, the widow of Zarephath, when she got provision, 
It was always through a prophet of God, a Jewish prophet. If you wanted blessed, you weren't going to be blessed with the Gentile prophet or a Gentile religion. or a Gen- If you wanted to get blessed, even as a Gentile, you had to come in and take your place under the nation of Israel. You were not a member of that tribe. You were not a part of the nation of Israel, and you did not have the promises of God promised to you. And the only way you could get a miracle, you had to take the right relationship, and they were even, uh, they could come into the temple in the outer courts only. They were not allowed in that inner court. Of course, only the high priest could go into the Holy of Holies, but other Jews could go in the outer, but you had to go in the outer, outer court if you were a Gentile. You were excluded. So Jesus said to her, I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Flip over to Romans chapter 15. This is the exact same point that Paul brings out in Romans 15. In verse 8, he says, verse 7, we'll start. Therefore, receive one another just as Christ has also received us to the glory of God. Now I say that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision, that's the Jews, they receive circumcision, for the truth of God to confirm the promises made to the fathers. Jesus was a servant of the circumcision or the Jews. Again, he was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He was a servant to confirm the promises. Remember when Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law and the prophets? That's earlier in the book of Matthew, I didn't come to abolish the law and the prophets, chapter 5. I came to fulfill them. And that's exactly what he did. He came as a servant to confirm or fulfill the promises of the law and the prophets to the Jews. And he did that. Uh, flip over to Galatians chapter 4. So a lot of folks don't understand. There's the old covenant, and that was God's client nation, the Jews. The Gentiles were excluded. They were going to be included, but they were excluded from the covenants of promise that God gave to the fathers. In uh, Galatians 4.4, Paul says that when when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons to the circumcision. He was, Jesus was actually born under the law. Jesus never broke the law. Even the turtle dove that was offered was in keeping with the poor family when he was born. It was a turtle dove because he was poor. He obeyed the law from the beginning of his birth until the time he died and rose from the dead. And he fulfilled it. And after it was fulfilled, it was laid aside. It really wasn't abolished. And it, you know, it was fulfilled and laid aside. He fulfilled it. And that's why Paul says all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. Because he inherited all the promises that were made to the Jews. He, Romans 15, 8, he confirmed the promises made, made to the fathers. So Gentiles were excluded. Now listen. So she came and worshipped him, okay, saying, Lord, help me. And he said, it's not good to give the children's bread 
and throw it to the dogs. So he's telling her again, healing, freedom, freedom from demons, it belongs to the children. Who are the children? Well, during the time of the Gospels, which actually the Gospels actually were under the Old Covenant, uh, it was only the Jews. The Gentiles, if they got blessed at all, they had to take a subservient role, but they were not included in the covenants of promise. I want to prove this to you. Flip over to uh, Ephesians chapter 2. This is powerful. Verse, uh, verse 11 says, Therefore remember that you, Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision, by those who are called circumcision, made in the flesh, that at one time or that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. Remember, he confirmed the promises made to the fathers. Strangers of the promises, living, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ, you who were once far away have been brought near. I really I want to make sure I, I, I don't want to read it all. Well, I, I could read more. So, so you see, they were excluded from all of these promises that he made to the Jewish people. They were not included in this. And so that's why Jesus isn't talking to her. And that's why he's ignoring her. And that's why he sends her away. So she worships him and he tells her, hey, this stuff belongs to the children. This healing bread belongs to the children. And she said, yes, Lord. But even the dogs eat crumbs from the table. Dogs were people outside of the covenant. It was the derogatory term that Jews used for Gentiles. They were dogs. They also called them swine. They were outside of the covenant of God. So this woman further humbles herself and says, I know it's true. I don't have any right to receive a healing. I'm not a daughter. I'm not a son. I am a dog. But even dogs get crumbs. So she goes back and she's asking for mercy. I want to talk about that mercy, but I don't have time to talk about it right now. And so he looks at her and he says, Oh woman, let it be as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. So she understood she didn't have a covenant with God. She understood she was on the outside and she was praying for God's mercy as a dog. She took her rightful place. Isn't that amazing? I don't know if I can open up the rest. Okay, I'll, I'll just touch on this. I want to look at the mercy of God. And I want to talk about the mercy of God. Now, even though Jesus treated her this way, he was very kind to her. And even though Jesus was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, he knew that he was going to die for the Jews and the Gentiles. He knew that at this time. He just had a specific task and mission. And we'll pick up right there next week.